So welcome to Startup Business Q&A episode 238, week 238. And it is also week three simultaneously of the Startup Business Q&A uh, AMA. So this basically this month I'm doing every single week an AMA live every single week where you can just simply ask everything. Normally what I do is a focus on like just you know, a particular topic, but instead this is this is always fun to have something where you can just ask anything you like. I've changed internet connection tech this week. So hopefully it works properly. I've had terrible lag issues the last two weeks and people who, uh, firstly I have to say, you know, thank you so much for people persevering with it. Um, you change tech for the better normally, but tech likes to screw up sometimes. So. I'm keeping my eye on bandwidth to see how it goes. And my network connection may be rubbish, may be good, but presumably it's better at the moment. I really hope that's the case. So uh, if you're watching right now, just put into the comments, hashtag team live. If you're watching uh, later on, put in hashtag team replay, but also share where you're watching from. That'd be really awesome so I can see you in there. And I'm just going to do uh, a little bit of um, uh, detail on my uh, post while I'm going live now. So today, any questions you like, we've got a number of uh, questions already submitted through Instagram, through uh, Facebook as well, uh, well, and through LinkedIn. Thank you for those who have uh, asked questions. I will also be announcing the winner of the uh, Jeff Be Bezos book, Invent and Wonder. If you wanted to win this uh, and you haven't entered, you're too late um, because the winner's been selected now by me already. So I will announce that in a minute. And um, the uh, winner's been selected from the Entrepreneur Business Group over on Facebook. So firstly, a shout out to say thank you for those of you who decided to enter. You wanted to be involved in it. That's fantastic. Uh, Michael Hassler has said, can we ask anything yet? Yes, you can. So if you wish to ask anything you like within reason, right, you know, I was asked once, like, what my favorite cheese was, and it's called startup business Q&A, but, you know, so within reason, yes, though, you can. You can ask any questions, put it into the comment. Uh, we're live on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, so you can ask anywhere there, and I should be able to see your, your questions. But watching, if you're watching right now, pop in the comments where you're watching from, and if you're part of hashtag team live or hashtag team replay. Uh, if you want to join the Entrepreneur Business Group over on Facebook, it's been running for five years now. I'm really proud of this. Entrepreneur Business Group is under the literally Entrepreneur Business Group. Just do a search and you'll see it. And uh, every month we have giveaways. This month, the giveaway is off the latest book by Jeff Bezos. Um, uh, I'm really enjoying this. I've been through it. Like I'm in the second uh, scan through it. Basically, what, it, what you've got is like his, his musings. The first half is all of his shareholder letters from the original ones. Uh, uh, I think it was 2007. No, yeah, no, 1997 even when he first did his first one. Or if you to not 2019. And then like his other views and musings on, you know, prime and ambition and working three years ahead and stuff like that. Great book. Or even if you're not a fan of Jeff Bezos, you can't deny the success he's had. And so I think there's a lot of value in, in, in learning from it. So the winner's been selected, I will announce in a second, 
Uh, I want to also say thank you so much to everyone who um, supports this this uh, show every single week. It's four and a half years we've been running this every single week. And thank you to Restream, the superstars who partner with me for the time being on the uh, Startup Business Q&A. So every single week they sponsor and partner with this show. And as a thank you, if you want to record quality videos, so not, you know, with all love to Zoom, the quality is not always there if you're recording it. But if you want to record... Uh, a recorded video that you might post later on or go live as I am right now, or if you want to use the audio for things like uh, a podcast, which is also what I do, more on that on a question in a second, then Restream is what I use for that. Uh, you can grab a free account if you go to restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore, my name, and when you do that, you actually get assigned $10 free credit as a as a thank you uh, for jumping in by me. So hopefully that works uh, for you. And um, even if you're not going to use it now, that that doesn't expire. So you might as well grab one anyway and use that in the future. Uh, let's just go into the chat, see who's watching right now. Ho just let me know how, how the bandwidth looks if you're on Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, I have put different tech that should be more robust in place this week. Uh, to be using um, a slightly different uh, connection point. So last two two weeks we've had terrible connection issues, and everyone's been really, really, um, you know, really tolerant of it. So hopefully it should be working out. Let me know in the comments if it's if it's working well and where you're watching from. So we've got Team Line live from Barcelona. Hey Richard, good to see you. Uh, Kyoko Takayama watching there. Yanis uh, Georgiakopoulos watching from. Athens, you're our Monday star, Richard Moore, not Restream. You're a superstar. Thank you, mate. I really appreciate that. Uh, what a nice way to start the day. My man, Brian's watching uh, Team Live from Miami. Man, I miss you. I miss being in Miami. It's uh, It feels like not long ago that we were hanging out, Brian, uh, and uh, then I was on the beach and things like that. But that was already almost 18 months ago, back in 2019. It's crazy. Watching from Morocco, Team Live um, is awesome to see... Uh, uh, Abdelal, uh, Abdel Jali, I hope I said your name right, uh, Akrul, thank you for watching. Uh, Patricia Freudenberg, live from New York, hashtag Team Live with a smiley face. Todd Thorpe is uh, hashtag Team Live as well. Vincent, good to see you here, a weekly show up, I really love it. Uh, Vincent Okwe from Nigeria. Harvey McGibbon, my man, watching, repping UK, so watching from London, hashtag Team Live. Hi from Greenville, South Carolina, says Todd. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can ask questions right away. We will get cracking. Patricia says LinkedIn looks good. That's awesome. Send us chat here so we can sign on correctly. Just to be clear, yeah, let me put it on here again. Uh, so those of you wanting to jump on it, not the Entrepreneur Business Group, the, if you want to get the $10 free credit when you sign up to Restream, even if you're not using it now, if you think in the future you'll record video maybe need audio like for a podcast or want to do live streaming, why wouldn't you grab a free account now and have $10 credit for all the extra bells and whistles? So it's on the screen if you're Facebook or, or LinkedIn, so you can jot that down and I'll put it in the comments afterwards. But it's restream.io slash join, J-O-I-N slash Richard Moore, my name, all one word, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-M-O-O-R-E. And uh, you will grab uh, automatic. You don't even need to do coupon codes. You just assign to it directly when you use that link. Right. <clears throat> Let's do a question. And then I will announce the winner of this awesome book, uh, Jeff Bezos, Invent and Wonder. So first question from uh, Justin Lee. Thank you very much, my man, for 
asking um, this. Happy Monday, Richard. I'd really appreciate if you could talk about the structure of the approach you take to content creation. How do you map it out, maintain consistency, and link it to your ideal clients and your expertise? Look forward to seeing you today. So I am very much one for staying in lane. It's really interesting this because when um, I was on a clubhouse chat, uh, two weeks ago, uh, one in particular. I'm on there, on there once a week just to drop in and and uh, uh, chat about what I do and so on and then ask answer questions. But it's interesting that some people feel you should be like super vulnerable, share everything, give, give people your story. I don't do that. And it seems to be working absolutely marvelously. So don't feel you any pressure. There's not like this ultimate um, uh, point you should be moving towards where you're sharing your story and, and like, you know, deep and meaningful stuff. It don't necessarily have to do that. I'm very much staying in lane with my content. And what I mean by that is I focus on conversion for people. So I help people through content led approach, uh, get conversion to the mechanics of how to actually convert rather than just generate engagement, for instance. So I know that I need to talk about that, but also its ecosystem. So there's a number of things I'm, I'm doing. So some posts will be, you know, hacks and tips. And it's great to share such advice because what you're doing is you're showing that you're an expert. Never say you're an expert, show you're an expert. That's like saying, I'm such a fast runner. It's better just to run really fast. And people go, wow, look at that fast runner over there. Far more effective than just say it. So be the expert by showing up as an expert. Share great things that make people go, wow, what a good idea. I'll, I'll definitely try that. What I'm also doing is starting conversations. So other posts, what I call engagement posts, are designed specifically to start conversations. I will often have a device, Justin, of still a hack or a tip maybe to kind of have the main body of that piece of content, but then I will drive a focus on starting conversation. So I'll say, you know, what's your opinion to the audience? So rather than trying to be this professor of great information and lead a sermon and then stop it there, I'm inviting people up kind of on stage to talk as well. And I'm interested in driving um, uh, that commenting. Sure, it helps algorithmically speaking, but it's more about saying, you know, let, let's draw the audience in and get everyone really, um, you know, speaking to one another. And the signifier such a post is doing well is that I'm not getting nice post mate and a smile emoji. I'm getting paragraphs and then people responding with that's a really good point and so on. And that means I'm stimulating this kind of compulsion to write something and share an idea or a thought from people. That really matters to me a lot because it allows me to get on radars because these posts tend to get the volume of distribution. And that really matters because if I'm on radars, then they're going to see future more intentional posts. But I also have a type of post as well, Justin, that is what I call a reframe post. The reframe post is, is or the ultimate outcome is to help position me as a thought leader in, what, in my space. I'm really good at what I do, but I can't just say I'm good at it. I need to show people. So as I mentioned before, there's the hacks and the tips, sure. But also, and not for the sake of it, but if I genuinely believe it, if I feel there's a mainstream belief, like um, not necessarily a myth, but some way of thinking that people accept.
and then am i on there still can you give me a thumbs up lost your connection can you give me a thumbs up on linkedin if you can still if you if i am still live that'd be really helpful and uh wow loads of issues this week that's fun and uh that'd be awesome if not then i will need to uh jump back on but looks like i, I actually am back in the live stream and it carried on that's very clever well done restream for jumping me straight back in that's marvelous let me know if I'm in there, guys. Can you still see me? Let me just check if it's working here. It looks like I'm still live as well. Instagram's like, get on with it, man. We're stable over here. It looks like I'm still live. It looks like I'm still live. Am I still live? Give me a thumbs up if I'm still live. Instagram, sorry, LinkedIn and Facebook. It looks like we're all good. It looks like your channels are even. That's fine. Restream, you superstar. Marvelous. So should should be back on. Justin, I think you're still look, you're still here. That's good. Hacks tips, but bigger than the reframe post. Bigger than the reframe post, absolutely change, completely change perspective. Yeah, it really does matter. It really does make a difference. I think I'm still alive. I think we managed to get away with it. That's good. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> we'll cut that. We'll cut that. Dan, Dan Norton, I think. Cut that bit out, man. And, uh, we won't have that. <laughs> we won't have that in the podcast. Looks like I'm back. I'm safe. We're good. Carry on. Nothing happened. I don't see here. We're good. 238 weeks has that happened before that has i'm pretty sure that's happened before what's worse than losing connection altogether i think is when in the past when I, the worst is when i had too many devices streaming at once so it was one point when i had um when i had a, a, a smartphone running let's get that screen a smartphone running um youtube on wi-fi a smartphone running instagram on wi-fi and then webcam via the pc running on wi-fi not hardwired to stream to facebook and 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 the route is going yeah good one and I, like just my my the resolution was dreadful so what i do now for those who are interested because i think people ask about this quite a bit is i have the pc is hardwired so there's no wi-fi pc is hardwired and goes to uh facebook and to um, LinkedIn, and I have a smartphone on a data plan doing Instagram. Uh, YouTube has left fallow for the time being. Back on, says Harvey McGibbon, we're back. Todd Thought gives me the thumbs up. We're okay, loud and clear, he says. Good news, I'm glad we're all here. Whew, there we are. Um, Justin, I wanna add to this as well uh, on, on how I'm doing this process. So I don't want to spend an immense amount of time building the content. So I have a team, but there's a process here. So I know that on a Monday I have a live stream and usually a post in the evening. The reason why, first thing I post in the evening because I target the US mostly. That's where my majority of my audience and customers are. So I wanna post later on because live streaming dies quickly uh, as as a form of content if you use for instance linkedin linkedin doesn't give you much bandwidth like li live is pretty much the worst medium images text pre-recorded video polls articles live is terrible it gives you z very few um a very small distribution so it's dead after a couple of hours that's why i will put another post out later that day tuesday is carousels Wednesday through Friday, possibly Saturday, Sunday, are days when there'll be usually videos or text and image. And 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 what I've described before in terms of hacks and tips, um, things like uh, uh, the reframe post or engagement post, they're all in that week. 
but I don't want to be doing too much work with it. So Monday is a critical day. Monday is my pillar content. Every Monday, every week, I have this show because this show is a way I can create content at this moment. I'm doing three pieces of content right now because this is a live stream that become is live right now in Instagram on its stories feed. It's live on Facebook as a post. It's live on LinkedIn as a post. But the moment it's finished, I, I convert the Instagram uh, live feed into an IGTV. So it becomes an IGTV episode. So it doesn't delete after after 24 hours. On Facebook, it remains as an image. Uh, sorry, sorry as, a, as a post. But on LinkedIn, we have this post. But now we want to unpack it. So I'm using Restream. The reason why is because my team can go in. Dan Norton, my man on video, he can download the source file so we have higher quality uh, source than anything else uh, for video. And you can use that to create the video post for later this week. So we have two video posts, Wednesday and Friday, that come out of the Monday live stream. So if you think about it, that's one, two, three live streams plus IGTV, four plus then two more pieces of video, five and six. Then uh, Gurleen goes in, oh, unreal, a superstar. She takes it, takes out the download of the audio from this, hopefully minus the lack of connection about 10 minutes in uh, this week. And she, she adds then our intro and uploads it through our service providers to um, you know, Spotify and iTunes and so on. So now we've got a podcast as well. So that adds what numbers, that's a piece of content number seven. Then my man Calvin, who works at Engineering Influence, uh, Engineering Influence, he takes uh, one of the videos, the video shorts we've created for LinkedIn. That also gets posted on Facebook. So, you know, that, that pieces of, of content numbers eight and nine and so on. And it goes also, sorry, yeah, then, then that converts from a video into a carousel, which he designs that comes out on a Tuesday. That's piece of content number nine. Then Mona takes one of those videos and posts them on uh, Instagram. That's piece of content number 10. Post the carousel on Instagram. That's piece of content number uh, uh, 11. That goes out on a Thursday. And then we have, for instance, one of the videos will go into the Entrepreneur Business Group on Facebook. That's piece of content number 12 and so on and so on all from the one hour, 1 p.m. UK time on a Monday. So whilst I'm off doing my thing, these outrageously talented people are gathering that information. It's why I really like Restream. They go, into, they go into it, the recordings are there in audio or in video, whatever they need, and they can go do their thing and their craft is, is their, own, their own approach. But it allows us to have this content machine and it allows me to focus on what genuinely matters. And if you're not doing it this way, um, then you need to readdress it. It might be like really audit it. What really matters is onboarding and acquiring new business and delivery, performing and delivery for your clients, not mucking about on social hours and hours and hours a day. I'm a very social platform, social media platform led content-led, um, online digital marketing style-led service provider. But I do not spend much time on the social platforms other than these intentional moments when I'm posting the content. So, I mean, I can't state that enough. If you're spending three, four, five hours a day on social, you're missing something and you need to maybe look at the process 
and ask yourself, do I need to be doing arguably all this scrolling and so on as well? So that, that's what that's kind of a potted version of how it works here. Uh, Justin, uh, thanks for the question on Instagram. Just want to shout who's jumping in um, the Ali Bilawal. Good to see you here. Uh, Kenny Johnny, number one. Uh, Dizzy.az786, uh, good to see you here. Um, Chris Kofa1 as well. Samir Jibali, uh, Emilia.se, Singer Bichu2, uh, and Tiska Tech as well, and many more. Thanks for watching over here. Let's see what comments we have. Uh, get the micro from the macro. Love it, brother, says uh, LinkedIn user. I'm guessing who you are. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Patricia has added as well, having to improvise unexpectedly is a great learning experience. Kudos for doing it seamlessly. Cheers. It's just irritating. <laughs> I don't think anyone cares that much or will hold it against me if I lose my connection. Like, no one cares. We're not here for a major performance. And this is one of the interesting things about, um, people have asked me, uh, Patricia, about things like when I built a course. Sure, you want to bring in an element of polish, but like no one cares. I know one of my courses, one of my best selling courses, the basics of LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure that's the one where at one point I drop a pen. I have to go and pick it up. I'm like, no one cares. They're there for the knowledge, you know, and it would be different if I was shooting a course on a masterclass in communication and, del and delivery uh, in public speaking. But no one cares, <laughs> especially something like this. Like we're riffing live. Do you know what I mean? So that, that's what matters. Great. Uh, great comment. Let's get into uh, the giveaway before I go on with any more questions. WhatsApp connections. So it looks like it's solid and, and holding well. I'm pleased with uh, back to hardwired connection with a new. Um, anyway, I won't go. Don't, don't, I won't go too techy. Let's just say what I used before was nonsense. It did not work the last two weeks. So thank you. Hope you forgive me, audience, for the last two weeks of terrible reception uh, through the live streams. Invent and Wonder um, by Jeff Bezos, brand new book. I've read it through and I'm uh, like, what were we, a third way through again. It's, uh, first half is essentially the shareholder letters, shareholder letters all the way through to 2019. I really love reading it with the context of having grown up with the internet, I'm 40 now, uh, and also enjoying, I think it was 2016 that Brad Stone's The Everything Store book came out which is kind of the biography of Amazon up until that point. This is really excellent to have now because a lot has happened in the last five years for Amazon. So it's interesting to see how things have developed, but it's the shareholder lessons, uh, so letters to 2019, and then Jeff Bezos's ideas and, and philosophies on, on you know growth and wealth and things like that uh, afterwards. So really worth the read, even if you don't win. The question asked in the group, and the group I'm gonna flash up on screen, unless you're on Instagram, you won't see it, but on uh, Facebook and LinkedIn, please join in the Entrepreneur Business Group. We're five years old, six years old this year, actually. Um, it's uh, fb.com or facebook.com slash groups slash Entrepreneur Business Group. Four and a half thousand people in there, and we have giveaways all the time, cash and stuff like that. The question I asked last week was, how would you make $1,000? How would you make $1,000 with zero funds, so you have no capital upfront, no loans or anything, zero followers, if you're on you know, Instagram or, or, uh, or LinkedIn, and zero friends, so you know, not, not in real life, but like no friends as in you know, connections on Facebook or, or, or whatever. So you've got no connections, no following, no funds. How would you make $1,000? And ideally, like, as soon as possible, if you had to, what would you do? Such great stuff. I love some of the suggestions you guys come out with, some really good answers. 
Uh, and I would love to throw that question to you now. So if you, how would you answer it? So put it in the comments. How would you answer that? It'd be really interesting to uh, to see your ideas. You might give some people some inspiration as well. So think about it. Um, some of the questions, some of the answers were awesome. Adam Laurie, hilarious, my man, he's saying sell a kidney. <laughs> that would work, I suppose. You don't need uh, many followers to do that. But he also, uh, one of the answers he gave, the more serious one I really loved, which kind of like I, my heart is in this, is buy things cheap on eBay or Facebook and sell on for profit. That arbitrage, like I loved doing that. I used to do that loads. Um, and, you know, because I, I was always really into hi-fi, like hi-fi separates when I was younger. It's kind of arguably getting a bit obsolete now, that kind of thing. And a lot of people kind of don't really dig it so much. But still, I was really into it, you know, a long time ago. And so like 10, 15 years ago, I would, well, maybe more like 10 years ago, I would go onto Gumtree as we have here or eBay, find um, stereo separates and things like that, and just buy one and then sell it on for a bit. Obviously you would need a little bit of capital to do it, but it was so much fun going, that is underpriced and I'd sell it. And like, sometimes you make hundred quid in the morning just by flipping things. I really enjoyed doing it. And it was based on an area of expertise I, I already had. So something I, I would suggest people it's always there's always money there and people give away things for free and during lockdown i've been teaching my, my eldest daughter uh a little bit about selling and about investing and about you know uh, you know flipping things so she's only seven uh, she was seven when she did this but she's eight now but um uh yeah her first sale actually was in was of that kind so she saw someone had left uh, a toy car like the kind you get in and, and pedal along left a toy car just with a notice on it saying free please take and i love that her response was i'm going to try and sell that rather than i want to play with it that, that's a, there's no surprise that she thought that so we got it home cleaned it up and within that day she posted it on facebook marketplace and made 10 pounds 10 pounds is nothing but for an eight-year-old that's some pocket money. That's some proper pocket money that week. And suddenly she's getting the bug. She's done it a couple of times now. She's found a bike. She just basically, whenever we go for a walk every day, if someone's ever left something like a bike, I remember she found, and people leave stuff like take for free. She's like, I've got this. And I sell it and she's like 15 quid or something like that. And it's a, it's just a fun thing to do, but it's nice to know that, that, that there's always that in the background. And obviously if you had more money or capital or find something worth a lot more then you could do some exciting things with it. So um, that was a really good point, uh, Adam. Some of the other answers, Patty Freudenberg said side hustle, live exposure, cold calling, setting an objective, tracking, then scale with what I have. Love it. There's a lot of drive in that answer. Um, the man Michael Walker here in the UK said, assuming it's a service business and fulfillment is sorted, I'd use a Facebook profile as a shop window. I join relevant groups. I join conversations with thoughtful comments. Then I'd have a DM flow with new connections, taking genuine interest, book calls and close one client at $1,000. Uh, he, he's in my accelerator. I love uh, Michael's crushing it. He's uh, joined. He's used some of the um, processes and he's get he got his first sales uh, within a week or so of joining. So I'm really proud of you, man. Well done. But the winner of Invent and Wonder, Jeff Bezos's new book, congrats. Best answer, I think, in, in the Facebook group uh, was Safer Kea, the man over in Germany who says, I love this question in a non-personal, in a non-personal everyone can do it way my answer would be so he's giving an answer for anyone to try and he wrote um sell something i own oh hang on part one part one create a social media profile post one to three times per day helpful content 
write to 20 people every day, Richard style, you know, because in the past I've suggested you reach out to 20 new people a day to get the ball rolling when you're starting from zero. That's what I did when I launched with Facebook back in 2014. Uh, meanwhile, part two, sell something I own, make 50 to 100 euros with that and invest it into a landing page template and hosting, create a limited offer and teaser content around it, plus a freebie, push the offer with the launch strategy. And uh, and he said, yes, and I'm currently reading launch, which I think is the uh, launch paddy means by Randall Stross uh, about uh, Y Combinator. And I love it. He said, well done. I love that. That's a really thought out process anyone can do. So the book is going to you. I will uh, send it <clears throat> via Amazon, <laughs> unsurprisingly, uh, and you'll get that soon. Well, and say for a great answer. Uh, Ian Tisker on Instagram has said, I would say build out a course and post a portion of it on YouTube with some proper targeting and then create a low ticket price to sell it on, uh, sell it in full, charging one on one for one on one conversations as well. Great idea. You know, that process there and the one that Safer's uh, suggested, this is using free tools, free content uh, on free platforms. Like there's not really much in the way of excuses. <clears throat> you just got to add some time. That's what you need to do. So great answer. Love that. And we'll do more of these kind of giveaways really soon. Patricia has added uh, fundraising. Henrik, uh, strange by Hanson. You don't look quite well. Are you all right? I'm fine, cheers. Uh, I'm British and I have red hair, which means I have the kind of complexion that always, at best, is pasty. Um, I think once, I think when I went to the Maldives for two weeks, I managed to muster something resembling a tan, uh, Henrik. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I, it's at best looks slightly pale. So uh, it may be the lighting as well because it's, it's February. But thanks to your concern. I appreciate it. You don't look quite well. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Uh, so uh, let's go on to the next question, um, which is Patricia Freudenberg, because you're on here right now, I think. Any recommendations from a newbie for a newbie clubhouse? Just be clear. Everyone on clubhouse is a newbie. There's no experts, really. There's people who are doing it a lot. There's no experts yet. It's all new stuff, uh, which is exciting. I got the golden ticket, or rather an invitation, and ever so grateful and excited to chime in. Either way, I look forward to, to the call today. So um, any recommendations for Clubhouse? So number one thing with Clubhouse is you can't really dip in and out for a moment. You have to put a bit of time in, because these are conversations. You have to kind of be in the room, literally, uh, to kind of to, to spend some time with it. So I put aside an hour or two in a stint once a week. So many people are going really heavy, like six, seven hours a day. Some people are doing it's crazy because it's helping, it can, you know, it's, it's first movers advantage if you want to get your connections up. And sure, this will mean your followers go up higher, but you don't need huge following to get great results in a business. You don't. I, I coach this exact point. That and you know the people in my accelerator typically have one, maybe two thousand followers or thereabouts. Some have less than that, and we're getting great results. It's not about having a massive following. I think the great thing about Clubhouse is if you speak, people get a real sense of you in the moment, and that's really crucial because they get a sense of you live and how you speak and how you articulate things, and they get a sense of whether or not they like you a bit, which is why live and video works well. You're giving people a lot more to work with than just the written form. I think it's easy to be a little bit paralyzed with fear because of the whole, 
social anxiety issue, of course, of, of having to speak in front of people. Um, you know, think about it. You're, you're standing up on stage as a speaker. There are hundreds of people watching. And often you ask a question that's like out of thin air. You don't know what you're, you're going to ask, be asked rather, and you have to answer it. And so with that in mind, you've got to be able to riff in the moment. And that can be quite daunting for people. But like with anything, just practice. I think that I think the best tip I can su suggest is don't hog the mic. You you do better if you demonstrate that you're part of a community and you if you're on your own moderating, bring people in around you uh, for support. Bring the audience in as well. I was on a really good one uh, on fr on Saturday night um, with Michael Chapman and with uh, String Noyan. Uh, on LinkedIn Mastery. I think that was their 44th straight day. So they're getting practice. And um, it was really good. It was constantly flowing people from the audience uh, up onto stage, asking questions, and we were answering them, uh, a few of us who uh, do kind of our LinkedIn thing. And I think it was, it was just really good um, just to be on there reasonably regularly and get practice. But the other thing I'd say is make sure you have a bio ready. Uh, it's it is, I think, a human hardwired reaction that if you're speaking at an event, like, a, you know, any event, if you're speaking, you are naturally elevated in status and people look up to that. So it is almost unavoidable that someone will click on your profile. Who's this person they're thinking when you share something useful? So have a bio ready with somewhere where they can connect with you. So I have my LinkedIn and my Instagram, and this is directly translated to an increase in following on LinkedIn and Instagram. And then, of course, because there's no direct messenger on Clubhouse, it's just voice in a room, you get the messages from a follow a, a connection request on, say, LinkedIn. Hey, Richard, love talking to you on, on um, Clubhouse. Or thank you so much for that answer. So what you've got now isn't just some followers who found you through search. You've got contextual, pre-qualified or certainly quite warm um, uh, a new connection request from people who are like, I saw you, I liked what I saw. That's what compelled me to click on connect, uh, you know, wanting to connect far better than people just find you in a search and go, I'll add that person because I want to build my network. And so now you've got a really good basis of a conversation. So it's converted so well for me. I know I'm always thinking about conversion, but like, you know, don't just hang out on there. Otherwise, make sure you've got time but make sure you're disciplined as well. So I, I like to have a cutoff time, otherwise I'll be there too long. So I'd love to hear from you. I think we've had this question in a way in the past so as well. So if you have any uh, suggestions on Clubhouse technique, do let us know. How about listening on Clubhouse as a, as a new user? I was speaking to my friend Artie Palmer this morning when we were talking about it. You know, if you're a new user, you should have a notepad. There's so many pieces of gold. Try and avoid the... Uh, there's a lot of groups that are just flexing and like how I made a million dollars kind of thing. And it's often kind of the samey stuff. So maybe look at the more specific niche rooms that could be really helpful if you want to learn something. But if I if I'm just listening, a really good technique is instead of just having your profile pick, have one with just listening. And that means sometimes that you don't get pulled up on stage, you're left alone. Um, having said that, I urge you to put your hand up and try talking because it's nice to kind of feel part of the process and, and you don't hide in the audience so much. Can be great for building, uh, following that that way. But that, of course, depends on what your plan is, uh, you know, what your agenda is. But good question there. Harvey McGiven, you said, thanks, Richard. You've previously spoken about collaborations being one of the most important ways you grew your audience and particularly with people of slightly higher level to pull yourself up to that level. Absolutely right. 
my question is how do you encourage these people to collaborate with you when you don't have an audience of your own? Yeah, when I was starting out on LinkedIn, this is like March 2018, I didn't really have any audience at all. So what I did was I reached out to people who had an active larger network and to do a collaboration call, like a Zoom chat, which I re recorded. I since now use Restream for that. As I described earlier, the quality is far better uh, of the recording. And what I was able to do was, was then post a snippet, like 60 seconds of that chat. And it helps to show the perception that you know your peers are known by this person. When you tag them, of course, some of their network will see it as well. And that helps you boost the following and helps reinforce or, or, or broadcast this perception and, and or truth, I would hope, that you're, you know, in the same box as that person or that you know that person. That can help. Uh, it's called association bias. So if I'm if I'm next to or associated with someone with authority or greater following or greater influence, that in turn typically translates to um, that translates to people who follow that person go, oh, you must be you must be worth checking out as well. So uh, one of the first people I did this with was, was Brian Shulman. I did a carousel on this recently and uh, it worked really well. You know, he had probably 20,000 followers. I had basically none. And we just riffed. We just chatted. The crucial thing here was I wasn't really interviewing him. Or I was just talking. And the question here you're asking is, you know, how do you encourage them to collaborate when you've got nothing really to offer? You create a value debt. A value debt is where you give so much of something so they feel in some way indebted. What can you give when you've got no following? Well, what you do is you show up for them. Simple as that. You get onto their posts and you write comments. Do it for three, four, five days in a row. Write comments, show an interest and so on. And what happens if you write a meaningful comment like, hey, Harvey, really love what you did here. This is interesting. Tag two people. You should come check this out. Well, what are they going to do? Then they're going to write a reply. Now you do it again the next day on the next bit of content and so on. You do this a few times. They start seeing you as someone you know who's regularly showing up for them. Then you send them a connection request. So I haven't done one yet. You see, now I've got the value debt, that feeling like, wow, I owe him. Like, thank you so much for writing something meaningful. Now I send them the connection request. Hey, Harvey, been connecting uh, on your posts through comments. Makes sense to connect here as well. Do you think that's going to get accepted? Of course it is. So now you've got that connection and that warmer relationship. And then I would always say, you know, hey, I'm recording um, some mini interviews with people on X where X is the area of specialty that they have. Or you just say, hey, I'd love to grab a call for a few minutes. Some people do it, some people don't. Um, if I would love to, you know, we've been talking in your messages, sorry, we've been talking in your comments on your posts. I'd love to like have 15 minutes and, and connect properly if that's okay with you. You tend to always get the yes because you've shown up for their content. There's that value debt, that emotional feeling of, I kind of should, like he's been a good guy, he's been interesting. And the higher up they are, the more you should just be a bit more like banter led, just have fun with them and be socially stimulating. And most people are cool with doing the call. A really good example of this in play, which will be coming out really soon, is uh, Jason Pfeiffer, who is editor in chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. So the Entrepreneur Magazine's editor in chief, uh, Jason and I are connected and we've shown each other, we show up for each other's content and then well, it makes sense then to say, hey, I literally did this the other day. Hey, Jason, I'd like to uh, do a little uh, like a little chat so we can do a, a piece of content 
on X, you're perfect for it. Would you like to do that? And it's like, yeah, 15 minutes is fine, no problem. So we'll hop on a call, we record it, and like I say, that'll come out really soon. I just think it's an important thing to think about because it does let level you up each time because of your alignment to these people. So definitely think about that. It's a really good idea. Um, Patricia Freudenberg has asked, do you have courses on LinkedIn Learning? Working on it. I'm working on it, Patricia. Uh, it looks like that may be happening, but it's not technically official yet. In the meantime, I have courses about LinkedIn uh, in the form of the accelerator for conversion and closing clients. And the basics of LinkedIn is on my website, but also on Udemy as well. So yeah, coming soon, uh, but not, not being built yet, I'm afraid. Um, so working on it. Next question. Couple more, then we'll finish up today. Todd thought, hi Richard, after you send out a connection request, do you withdraw it after a certain period of time if they don't respond? Sure, then you can try again with message that does work. It's a really good way of looking at this. It's like, it's feedback, guys. If I'm sending out connection requests and people aren't responding, it's feedback. It means you're sending, because you're the common your common point or commonality is you each time you send out a message so what your messages are doing something uh, having some effect where people aren't accepting so audit that like whatever i'm sending doesn't seem to be working and sure not everyone's going to see it or respond i get that but like you've got to you've got to say to yourself at what point is it kind of obvious feedback you know if i'm sending if i for every 20 i get like one back then there's a problem there i know like i've taught a particular way of finding particularly uh, contextually relevant people um, that you can then send a particular type of message to um, uh, to Todd. And he, I know that Todd, you're getting like 60 to 70, you might wanna put in the comments if you're watching, 60 to 70% uh, acceptance, I think, on your, your um, connection requests because you're doing this certain thing I've taught in my accelerator. Um, so, but, but you've gotta say, to, like, yeah, I would. So if I get nothing after you know a week, so remove the pending connection request and try again with something better instead. Um, VJ Gadua, uh, uh, so VJ Wadguankar, I hope I said your name right, value debt, wow, yeah, it's not the nicest term, <laughs> value debt, but it explains it perfectly. And you've asked as well, can you tell me how to start a conversation after receiving a request? If someone gives you a request, okay, if someone sends you a request, then you should ask them, what made you what made them decide to send it i don't want to be sending something that ends in just the request being accepted or just accepting the request nothing happens your job whatever is happening is always to stimulate conversation to move the ball forward so if someone if someone decides to send a connection request i won't just accept i'll write if i decide i want to connect with them because i want to check first you know is it relevant and so on don't accept everyone then i will then i will simply write um thanks so much vj for the awesome for, for the connection request was there any reason in particular what that you know that made you decide to send it um and now they're going to be like yeah i saw this or i like your content or i saw in your profile you do this now i've got something to focus on to have a conversation so because you've now added on Instagram, how do you break that conversation ice? It starts with where you've got commonality. And that commonality is usually the context of you originally meeting that person. If we send someone a connection request, then, then usually it should be based on something happening. And I like to only really send connection requests to people where I've, I've done some form of engagement or they've engaged with my content or checked out my profile. I might send a connection request and say, hey, 
VJ, I saw you checked out my profile today. Was there anything of value that you saw there? Um, as you know, to get the conversation moving. So hopefully that helps a bit. One more, one more question. Let's finish up with Ilya Francis in Canada, if I remember right. I know you use Dan Norton. Shout out to Dan uh, for fantastic video services. I'd like to know what your go-to apps or soft or software to streamline your services. It would be great. Just be clear, I outsource a lot of my stuff to this team. So I don't use these apps and I just pay an invoice and these people do an amazing job for me. I'm pretty sure that um, Dan probably uses Adobe Premiere. Um, I'm pretty sure that um, Calvin for the for the um, carousels probably uses Adobe something as well. And I'm pretty sure that uh, who else we got like the likes of um, Galeen probably uses Anchor and whatever to build the podcast, for instance. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're using those kind of things. Canva is good if you're not going to outsource, if you're going to do some design work, if you want cheap and quick and simple, canva.com seems to be really useful. Um, but it can, things can, after a while, if you use it loads and people are like, looks a bit Canva, you know, you know, so it, it doesn't look as slick as maybe the more extreme, uh, more um, premium uh, Adobe packages, for instance. Um, the other thing I'd say is, is, is Google Drive for the interface between my team members and I, that's fantastic software to streamline my services because everyone gets access to a centralized place where all of our content is kept. Um, Active Campaign for the CRM, so Active Campaign for like the flow of leads and Stripe for payments, just slick and secure and trusted. It's got like that same kind of vibe as PayPal, but just not the 5% fees. And uh, But Stripe also works as a really good a CRM for products and, and for people as well. I really, really like it. Um, so I use those. But other than that, like, I don't need much more. You can go mad with tech. You, you don't necessarily need a lot of it. And sometimes it's kind of just, you know, fancy or fashionable to use certain bits of tech when in fact you don't need it at all. So I'm very lean uh, and I, I tend to outsource people to do their own thing. Um, uh, so you'd have to ask them to be honest. But good question, Ilya. Thank you so much for that. Oh, one last question. Laura Bernhardt, what, what is your transformational moment of last year. I, I don't know if Laura was fishing for me to say being on her podcast. Um, uh, I don't know if that was the most transformational moment of my year. I really enjoyed being on it though, let's be really clear. Um, I think actually moving into lockdown was really transformational last year because it meant that one or two clients who were London based when I would go into London, we tried it online and we decided just to kind of leave it. Um, that gave me greater bandwidth. It meant the entrepreneur business live events were paused. So it gave me a huge amount of extra time because I wasn't doing two literally global events every month. We were like flying everywhere in 2019. And, um, and, and also with homeschooling. So I've got two children having to homeschool uh, two days a week meant that I had to be really good with my streamlined time. So I streamlined a lot of my products. I made my offering more simplistic. And that time it gave me, ironically, even though I was deploying some of it for homeschooling, I gained a lot of time and it was very transformational because I was able, like I say, to streamline and make my offering more robust. And I'm so grateful to have gone through that process actually because it it gave me a pause that i needed to be able to make some tweaks and and the business is so much healthier as a result so that is a really good question thank you for that uh well done to safer for winning the book 
Thank you to everyone for watching today. I hope this has been an interesting one. And um, <laughs> Richard, what have you written here? Richard Crufts, is there any way to get on Clubhouse without an active cell phone? Sadly, no. And you can't even get on Clubhouse without uh, an iPhone. So I am like militantly Android. <laughs> I'm not an iPhone user at all, but you have to be on iPhone. So I borrow an iPhone just for Clubhouse which is like a rubbish experience when you're not used to it. But I, I um, yes, yeah, so you have to have that. In future, I, I bet they may go to desktop. It's all just such a beta uh, process for now. Uh, but I think in the future, that might be the case. So who knows? Anyway, thank you so much uh, for joining in. Really loved having uh, everyone's questions today. It's been really good fun. Make sure you jump in uh, and get your free Restream account. If you go to restream.io slash join slash Richard Moore, you get $10 for free as credit when you grab a free account there. So you can do recorded videos, live streaming to multiple um, channels, and you can download your audio for, say, podcast as well. My entire team uses it. So I, I love that. And thank you to Restream for sponsoring my live shows. I'll see you next week for week four, final week of the AMA series in February for week 239 of Startup Business Q&A. Cheerio, see you soon on Instagram and see you soon, of course, on Facebook and LinkedIn as well. Take care and thanks again for watching.